What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about being philosophically right versus reality, and also how superficiality is reality. So when it comes to superficiality being reality, there's truth to shallowness social possibilities when you gain weight you look less attractive and you don't look like you could do the work whatever it may be and people will not trust your judgment and as some i know this for a fact because i'm somebody who fluctuated in weight there's been times in my life i've been in decent shape and average shape and there's also been times where i've been fat And I do notice how people treat me differently, and also other people too. Other fat people versus, you know, in-shape people. You know, people who are muscular, people who are fit, have better social possibilities because of the way they look. They're taken more seriously, and their judgment can be trusted. Now, we can be angry and shake our fists at this. Or we can just accept it for what it is, you know, a part of reality, part of human nature. And I don't think it comes without good reason that we are like this. And also people who are hardworking and make a lot of money tend to be taken more seriously and are more respected than people who don't work as hard and don't make a lot of money. There's a lot of people who will trust what... Rich people say simply because they're rich or have a lot of status. You know, you can get away with a lot of stuff if you have a lot of status and money and good looks. You can get away with a lot. You know, like Bill Gates said something like, you know, hire a lazy person to do it because they'll find a easier way to get the job done. That's kind of a stupid thing to think. <laughs> like, that's kind of a stupid idea. Like, depending on your definition of laziness. But, you know, people accept it as some sort of, like, set-in-stone truth because a rich guy said such a thing. As if the money, status, and power makes that person more wise than other people. Maybe in a business sense. Maybe maybe financially they're smarter. But... That, that doesn't mean that they're a philosophical genius just because they have a lot of money and are good at business. Like, I know somebody, actually a few people, who are really smart business-wise, but everywhere else in their lives, like socially or dating-wise, they're a wreck. You know? And that's why it's important to see beyond superficiality and recognize where somebody is valuable and where somebody is not valuable. Like those people I mentioned, I would go to them for business advice and business insight and money insights and money advice, but not for dating and not for other things. So when it comes to, you know, the, the spokes or rather the, constitution of superficiality we're talking about impressions and appearances 
And we're also talking about status, confidence, and charisma. And here's my most frustrating thing about this situation, is that um, people who are confident are trusted. People who are confident are admired. And that's frustrating because the smartest people are the ones who entertain doubts. And if you, and if you express doubt and you're not fully confident about a decision, in superficiality, people don't see you as a good thinker or wise. Not always. They, they see you as someone who is lacking confidence in your thinking and decisions and so forth. And so the person who is more confident in their position and more comfortable with their position on something, people will follow them and people will respect them even if they are wrong, even if they're not fully thinking about it. While the more insecure person, the, the person who is entertaining doubts and is not confident in their position, they're, they're not as trusted or as respected. Now that's frustrating because I've been in that situation multiple times. Or even look at dating. You know, women love a confident man. You know, heterosexual women or bisexual women, you know, whatever technicalities and nuance I'm not considering. But heterosexual women in particular, you know, they they, they love a confident man. And, you know, when I was dating, you know, I, I had some borderline narcissism going on. Like, I was really all about myself. I thought very highly of myself. And that helped with dating. You know... And, and that, that's the thing. It's like, we have to understand what lens to look through when, when dealing with reality, because I mean, superficialness isn't everything either, but it is definitely a huge part of reality. And, you know, that's why I take my physical appearance seriously. And that's why I give careful attention to it. You know, working out regularly, eating mostly healthy. And so I can look as good as possible. And when I look as good as I can, you know, it opens up social possibilities. You know, if you're pleasing to look at, conversations last longer. If you smell good, people don't mind getting closer to you. You know, it, it's little things like that, little shallow superficial things like that that are rooted in our nature and are very much a part of reality and it's frivolous to try to change that or shake your fist at it and be upset about it you know so it's about timing and placing of course you know maybe in your own privacy you might entertain doubts and you think deeply like i do and you have a podcast like i do um to pursue intellectual endeavors and then when you're with people, you put your best foot forward and you're confident. And my philosophy on fake it till you make it, it works. That's a, that's a perfectly valid route to go. You don't have to go if you don't want to. If you want to authentically build your confidence and do that, then go for it. But if you also want to just fake it until you're able to truly be confident 
then so be it. I, I don't see a problem with either route. And I think that it's going to vary per person which route serves who better. You know, um... And this is why status is important. And, and the thing is, like, status is a tricky thing. And, you know, we we want to have people think highly of us. But the thing is, that has to be earned. And one of the first steps forward to that, other than self-knowledge about what what's admirable about you and what's not admirable about you, I would say learning to be a bit more agreeable with people, be more charming to people, more charismatic at service to them. Because the more valuable of a gift you are to somebody, the more they're likely to think highly of you and the more they're likely to have your back. And this is why disagreements are a tricky thing, being agreeable or disagreeable. You know, you kind of have to know who respects agreeableness, like people who want to be around people that they agree mostly with. Those are the people you want to be agreeable with. And then the people who respect people who have a different viewpoint and they're willing to go there and explore those viewpoints and still be friends at the end of the day. Those are the people you can be somewhat disagreeable with. And it's going to, it's going to vary. There's different degrees of agreeableness and disagreeableness we have to master. Another social pro tip would be know who can take constructive criticism and actually wants it and know who needs a pat on the back. Uh, Those those situations are what will help you build status. Like If you learn how to be the friend the person needs you to be without compromising your integrity... And you understand how to be who they need you to be. You can generate status. And the reason status and confidence and charisma. Your your impression. The impressions you make and your appearance are important. Is because superficiality. When you can obey that. Part of reality. You can create social possibilities. And now we're going to get into why that's um, important. And that is because you can be philosophically right, but still wrong in a lot of ways. So you can justify anything any way you want. But that doesn't mean people will agree with you. I have wrote down four categorical points where this is true. Legality. Social status logical and ethical so say you're in court you could be right philosophically why you killed somebody in self-defense but that doesn't mean it was justifiable homicide in the eyes of the law based on say you thought you were right but then there was something in reality that that creates a counter argument Where it's like, well, we can understand you feared for your life, but it wasn't justified because of X, Y, and Z. So philosophically, you could be right about something because you can justify anything any way you want. 
but that doesn't mean a judge and a jury will agree with you. And then there's social status. You could be philosophically right or legally right or logically right or ethically right, but if the tribe disagrees with you, the, the social majority disagrees with you, you know, you're wrong socially to them. But even if you're right on a moral scale, philosophical, logical, and legal way, if, if enough people disagree with you, they, they, they can overwhelm the truth in such a way. And that's why social status is important, because you want to be comfortable with your position, and you want people to know that. And that's the person who wins arguments anyway, the person who cares the least, the person who's most comfortable with their, their life, their position. And that's the thing. Is That's why social status is important to a point where, where it's like you, you do want to have worthwhile people you know, backing you in important matters. And then there's being logically correct about something, logically right about something. Something can make perfect sense to you, but that doesn't mean that you're right legally, socially, or ethically. And the same thing applies to ethics. You know, you might, you might be right philosophically in a moral and ethical way, but that doesn't mean you're right logically, socially, or legally. And you can justify any way you want. You can justify anything any way you want, but that doesn't mean you're right in every way. Sometimes you might be able to get away with that, though. I don't know how I would come up with an example for that, but... You know, you can be right in all these ways, but that doesn't mean every time you will be. Just like, you could be wrong in all these ways, but that doesn't mean you always will be. The thing to really take away from this is, whoever is the most favored wins socially. And that's why politicians are always, like, making these promises to people... And going to different places, they're traveling on their campaign, you know, to try to help people meet their needs and wants. That's their charisma. They're a politician, and they're forming their policies around who they want to help and their ideals of what a good nation would be. So they got some charisma. They're being at service to the people. Or at least that's what they display. And they have confidence in their ability to, you know, create policies and procedures or take down policies and procedures that would fit their agenda. And then that's how they build status is through that charisma and that confidence, the impressions they make and how they appear. And, and they're building that social status so they could be socially favored by as many people as possible, you know, to change policies and procedures to um, fit their agenda on what a good nation would be. And outside of politics, we're no different as people and individuals anyway. No matter what group you're in, you know, we should we should be like that. But the difference is, besides politicians, we should be honest about what we're able to do. And we should be honest about our agenda. And so that that's why it's important to 
um, take care of our appearance. That's why it's important to take care of our communities. That's why it's important to build confidence. That's why it's important to um, see different perspectives so that we can learn to be as correct and right as possible.